Welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. Today we're talking about big thinking, time management, growth hacks, and what we should focus on in the fourth quarter with this guy. Hey, welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. Today I've got Doug Edrington, broker owner, brand new by the way, congratulations. This guy did $93 million in productions last year with his team. Now he owns a brokerage and he coaches for us. And I thought what we would do today, Doug, because you, know, you seem to cover a lot of ground, is we should talk big thinking, time management, growth hacks, and what are you focusing on in Q4 and Q1 of next year? So Doug, maybe for the person that maybe has not met you, seen you on stage, hasn't you know, experienced the Doug Edrington show, like, like you know, you're a rock and roll guy, who are you, how long you been in the business, and how did you get to this point? Great. So 14 years in the business and uh, got, got in the business really with kind of a weird story. Influence in high school um, from a friend's dad who became like a second dad, taught me how to swing a hammer, taught me how to get into, you know, basically how to like make the seven, eight dollar an hour work. Yep. Had some influence, decided I wanted to flip a house when I turned 18. So wow. um, grandma co-signed, mom and dad helped with credit cards. And then next thing you know, it's just like the family decided let's get into real estate. Yes. Um, I was 18. So of course, mom and dad uh, don't worry, mom and dad, like they made everything for me, made it happen, but it's just turned into so much over the years. And uh, it started with just really um, acting like the mailman, turn right, turn right, turn right, looking for for sell by owners. And that was our whole structure, that's how we started. And it just continued to grow and grow and grow. We got to a point where we're selling 100 houses for a couple years in a row, kind of hit our head against the wall and said, there's gotta be a better way to do this. And then we kind of just went to the classroom, which is like YouTube and you and the whole world. So, yeah. and then it kind of took off from there. How, so I remember the first time that we met, um, we were at a Berkshire Hathaway convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, your dad thought I was a total ham bone, by the way. Um, but <laughs> prudential back then. Yeah, yeah, Prudential. Yeah, so we're really then, yeah. dating ourselves. Yeah. And, and yet you and I connected. Uh-huh. And so give us just like for the people that don't know, what was your performance like then? And you know, 93 million, what is that transaction wise now? It's just for, for context. And then I yeah. really want to get into a bunch of specifics. So, so in Chattanooga, Tennessee, 93 million is about 491 houses. That's yeah. what that was last year. It's about 491, but <laughs> yeah. who's counting? About 491 houses. Yeah. So, Congratulations. so close to 500, we're yep. excited about it. But you know, it was great. The team, the team was awesome, so. Congrats. Um, Where were you guys before? Uh, prior to that, so we went 100, 100, 100, and then when we had the breakthroughs, we mm-hmm. immediately went from 100 to 227 yeah. the next year. And it was all organization, it was structure and delegation. Yep. Then it was like 385, and then 440, and then 491, and then you know the brokerage this year. So yeah. it's like it's it's been a lot of progressive growth. So so with all of that growth, there's been mistakes, there's been lessons learned, Absolutely. there's been hiring the right people, hiring the wrong people, testing and trying. So so let's let's talk first about. When you hear these numbers and now owning a brokerage and you know flipping your first house at 18, a lot of it is mindset. So, so yes. were you were you always a big thinker? And, and maybe what advice do you have for the people that are watching? Like, how do they learn to think differently, to see the world differently, to you know get that bigger thinking? Yeah. So it's funny. I start as you're asking these questions. I'm thinking of our interview questions that we ask people. Yes. And I tend to go back to like their childhood. Mm-hmm. What was it like with their childhood? Um, mm-hmm. Were they involved in extracurricular activities? And you know, I've been married to an amazing wife for 10 years and um, we have no children. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if we were to have children, you think like how important it is yes. to get them involved in things because, because a lot of the people that we hire, we're looking for leaders. So we think about that. So mm-hmm. I as a kid was involved in a lot of extra um, you know, activities and that sort of thing. And I think that that helped raise me and, Fifth grade, it got into uh, taekwondo, and so yep. I got a lot of discipline, a lot of structure. Yep. Did that all the way past high school, and it was it was just kind of a cool experience. So 
carrying that on into our business, um, I, combined with my dad came from the automobile industry and mm -hmm. from wearing out the shoe leather, as he would say, on the, on the pavement out in the lot up to all the way up to working for Kia Motors of America from the corporate level, yes. it was just like grind, 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 grind. So um, one of the childhood questions I tend to ask sometimes is like, what's your earliest thoughts of money? What's like one of your memories of money? And, and I think of a time where my dad brought home a Jeep Wrangler one day when it was snowing and we slid around in the, in the, on the ice and um, my mom was just like, why did you buy this? You didn't tell me about it. And he's like, hey, we'll just sell a few more cars. It's okay. Yeah. And so I think that transferred to me. Mm -hmm. and, and so that structure really helped me out. Um, but then, then you got to balance because yeah. the balance, instead of just work hard, work hard, work hard, that doesn't make for the best life. No. So structure is what really pulled it all together for me. Got it. Got it. So, so there's a, there's a lot of little insights and lessons inside there. Mm -hmm. The the thing that I'm hearing is, you know, you were blessed early on with exposure. Yes. Right. Um, because you're, you know, your dad was in a sales background, sales environment, right? right? So you you learn that side. So, so selling a lot became more natural for you, right? I suppose. Right. For the person <laughs> that maybe you know that maybe you didn't come from. That. I came from a very similar background, right? So, you know, if you're not in that situation, were there books that you read along the way, or any other? like things that you do even today, mastermind groups, hacks, podcasts, like what else are you doing to just, I don't know, keep yourself expanding? So all of the above. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a big thing that I've been pushing lately with our brokerage and, and the, the clients that we coach. And it's a concept that one of those things that came out of your mouth and then someone's like, what did you just say? And it's like, hey, you know what? That was pretty good. Yes. It's understanding the difference between classroom Practice, practice and, and performance. performance. Yes. Because if, if I define those three things, I think classroom one, mm -hmm. that's understanding new theories, being yeah. int introduced to new concepts, exposed to new things, whether it's a YouTube video, whether it's mm -hmm. your coach, whether it's um, a going mastermind to, going group. Going to a live event, a mastermind group, reading a book. That's classroom. all classroom. Yep. Right? Then there is practice. I almost want to skip practice. Let's just jump to performance. Yeah. That, as you say, we don't pr we don't practice on paychecks. Yep. Um, you should be level ten. You should be ready to go. Think of all the the TV shows that are out there right now, whether it's America's Got Talent or the the singing shows. Mm -hmm. When they walk out and they don't remember showtime. the words, oh. yeah, they're and out. They're gone. But otherwise, it's showtime, yep. right? So don't practice on your performance. Definitely don't practice in the classroom. There's nothing worse than showing up back to the classroom the next time and then be like, okay, so. Let's redo everything that we've already done because you didn't commit to practice. So right in the middle is that's the time you screw up. That's the yeah. time you get to role play. You get mm -hmm. to um, video yourself and watch your videos, learn how to take some of those ums out of your sentence, whatever yes. it may be. Yes. Um, just have the schedule. Yes. The schedule, the schedule, the schedule. Well, that, okay, that leads in nicely because the second thing that when when so many of our clients meet, you know, uh, men and you know, and so many of the ladies that we work with, even more so, that that operate at the level that you operate, mm -hmm. they're like, how do they manage their time, right? So so if you if you discovered along the way any hacks or tips that that just enable you to to get it all done mm -hmm. and still travel as much as you travel, so the hardest thing to do, and I feel like I've had that breakthrough over the mm -hmm. past couple of years, is one learn how to say no. Yes. You don't have to please the world. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. yes. Yeah. Say no. yes. no, yes, yes, no. No, no yes. Um, but but know, know how to say no, because mm -hmm. if you're trying to say yes to everybody, mm -hmm. it's just, it's tearing you apart. And what to say no to. The right. Bad, the bad client that you know is going to be an energy sucking vampire who's not realistic, yes. you know, doesn't have realistic expectations, yes. right? The bad person on your team, the bad person inside your office, maybe that's taking up all your time. Some of the people you grew up with, you just don't hang out with anymore, true. right? You know, true, and, true, and, true. And, and, that's and hard for people. Though. That's why I said it's some of the hardest things I've had to deal with yeah. where it's just like, you know, it's just not the same. You're just not the, not the same goals yes. and you are who you surround yourself with. So yes. 
One is like being able to say no. That's huge. Mm -hmm. The other one is is time blocking. So when I think time blocking, now I will say I do have an advantage. I'm out of production. But then for the leaders that are in production, they have the advantage of maybe some bigger paychecks. So yes. it depends what you want. Yeah. But what's really important to me is Monday through Thursday, I am if it's not on the schedule, it doesn't exist. And Monday through that one before on the Tom Ferry show. Absolutely, I love that. That yeah. makes me happy. Monday through Thursday, it's a hundred percent organized. Mm -hmm. And um, Fridays, I will not set anything on my calendar that's reoccurring. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So that allows me to sneak out on a Thursday night and go take a three-day weekend, or it allows me to play catch up because something happened. Bingo. You know, because yeah. it always happens. Your your Monday gets messed up. You got to move everything to Friday. Whatever it may be. So, so I, I like, I like, structure. yeah, I like the thought of that massive structure and then the flex time. Yes. Right. So you I know a lot both. of people that do that same thing. And the problem is, and you, you know, everyone knows this, when you book everything out, like I get up at five o'clock, then 5.05 I do this and 5.10 I do yes. this and 5.15 I do this. Then you miss it by one minute. You're like, screw it. Yes. Right? And the whole day is gone. I did that too. I used to book Fridays, even hit yeah. stuff on Saturdays and it was like, this isn't working. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Let's talk, let's talk growth hacks. Okay. Because um, certainly this is something you've excelled in both with your coaching clients and of course your own business, businesses. Um, so when you think about like sales or recruiting or marketing, what are you finding right now that's really moving the needle? So I can easily talk about the team, mm -hmm. but then I just duplicate it to the brokerage, right? It's yes. all the same thing. It's just yes. a different scale. Yep. Uh, one thing that has worked really well for us is since we're in Chattanooga, we have like this Facebook page called Chattanooga Homes for Sale. Mm -hmm. And then we have the Edrington team's Facebook page. And then now we have the brokerages page as well. But what's interesting about the three pages is they're designed for three different things. Yes. And if we just talk about like the team versus the, the Chattanooga Homes for Sale page, consumers right now, they're like searching and they're just, you know, just scratching to find that house that isn't on the market, isn't on yes. Zillow, wherever it is. Yep. So whether it's coming soon or about to come on the market or any of that kind of stuff, and even the houses that are actually on the market, we put them all on the Chattanooga Homes for Sale page. Because people, when they want to go search for houses, that's all they want to do. They don't care that you sold a house last week. They don't no. care that you got five stars. They want to find the house. Yep. So we give them the place for that. Mm -hmm. Now, why this is a and growth... that's on a Facebook page. That's a Facebook page. So now, they can put on notifications every time Doug adds something new or the company, right? So absolutely. And those same people as will, MLS, but, but it, I, feels, it feels behind the scenes. Yes. I'm getting something special. Yes. Okay. And the goal is, is we capture people through the houses because mm -hmm. that's what they're looking for. Yep. We turn them into clients and now they're interested in our team page, which is all culture. Yes. And this is where we think growth hacks, we think recruiting. Mm -hmm. It's really important to make sure that if someone's going to join your organization, um, they know what they're joining. Yes. And don't waste time talking to people that you don't have similarities with or different like you can paint that whole picture by documenting it and throw it on Facebook. So we use the Edrington team and our JLS Properties Facebook pages to just basically say, this is who we are, this is how we roll, lots of videos, lots of fun. Um, it Like for example, there are people that don't drink and yes. there are people that do drink mm -hmm. and there are people that don't wanna be in an environment. This just basically knocks out that group of people, yes. right? Yes. Then there's the people that you know wanna show up and they wanna have their cube in their space. And then there's the people that like, want to have the crazy office that we just built, yeah. you know, and all this kind of stuff. So this just paints the picture of the culture of who we are. And it allows people to select, this is the right environment for me, or it's not, yes. and I'd rather find out the nots before they show up. Absolutely. On our, on our, on our website, we just recently put this in. I was on a coaching call with one of our clients, and, and, um, we were, and I said something, and I was like, I'm not doing that, but I was thinking in the back of my head, I need to do that now. You know, that mm -hmm. happens occasionally. And what it was is, let's direct people to apply for jobs on our website, mm -hmm. and then on top of that, 
like right before they click the link, right above it says, before you click that link, click this one and see if you like us. Because there's no point in wasting our time. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Two great little hacks. I really love the, the sort of behind the scenes, get to properties early just on a Facebook page. Yes. So let's talk about Q4 and Q1, okay. right? So, you know, here you are, you're running this big company, you're seven months in in the new brokerage. Plus you on. got your existing team of 12 sales agents, how, three ISAs? Uh, there's a total of five ISAs. Five yeah. ISAs, two five marketing ISAs. directors, an ops manager, and then three virtual assistants. So, so you got a lot of initiatives going on. What advice do you have for someone Speak directly to the camera. Okay. What advice do you have somebody for someone that's just underperforming right now? And they're just, they're, you know, they, they just need some focus or something to take their business to the next level. What, what advice do you have for them? So for the person that's underperforming, first off, like decide, is this what you want to be doing? Like mm -hmm. just, just be really clear with yourself mm -hmm. and then understand the simple questions. What's going to happen if I don't do the work? And then what's going to happen if I implement everything perfectly? Mm -hmm. um, and then like vision that, like picture that. Uh, just Jason Ferris and Chad Nugent, he yes. was talking about, he was talking about how um, uh, Tom Brady, he only sees open receivers. Yes. So like same mindset, picture yourself where you're always succeeding, you're winning, you're listing the house, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. like know what that looks like. Don't worry about how to do it. And then if you can picture yourself doing it and you see yourself that's like successful, that's when you have to get the help. You have to get the help. Mm -hmm. And you've got to put the work in, the classroom, the practice, and the performance. But it doesn't happen by yourself. Quit trying to be the Lone Ranger. Quit trying to reinvent the wheel. Get the coach, get the mentor. If you currently work for a team leader or a broker, and, and, and all they do is hang your license there for you, you need to have a much in-depth conversation. They probably can offer you more and you just haven't tapped it. True. You know? They probably have way more services and way more time than you've And you just don't into. leverage it. Yeah. So, and then build a structure around which you want that to look like. But for the underperformer, work your ass off. Yeah. You know, you gotta work. It takes, you can't come in and then just say, I'm only gonna work four days a week. And by the way, I don't work just four days a week. Yeah. I just have four scheduled days a week, yes. right? Yeah. Um, and flip it, flip it though. What about the someone who's killing it right now? Because they're, now they're listening to you and they're saying, you know, should I start a brokerage? So I'm going to answer this for you. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree yeah. with that. So I mean, a lot of people of a have... long-term strategic plan. Yes. This wasn't like a, hey, maybe today I'll, we, you know, this, we've been on, in this dialogue for a long time. So no, for the vast majority of you. But for the person that's killing it, what should they be thinking about in Q4? We're talking about operationalizing. Like, yes. What else? Like maybe speak to that or, or share something different. So to the person that's killing it right now, I would say focus on understanding um, what do you really want in life? Because if you're killing it, the money's fine. Like, yep. of course, it can always be better. But yep. like, what do you really want in life? And know that you're not going to just make it happen tomorrow. But um, I just recently hired, and I'm really excited about her, our director of operations. Mm -hmm. And her goal is to operationalize absolutely everything. And currently right now, everything is not operationalized. So like yeah. that's the big Q4, Q1 focus is Good. how can we iron all that stuff out? But for the high performer right now, um, I think stop being the bottleneck because that's typically where mm -hmm. the challenges, all, everybody I talk to that's talking about how do we get out of production? Just understand that's not always what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, but or, or how do I get my marketing better? How do I get my team to improve? How do I make my assistant better? And the, so bottleneck is you Yes. are the deciding factor of everything. everything and that's bad and when like when you say no i really like the photo from this direction versus that direction hey, hold on let me let me get over you and say this <laughs> how are you writing that how did you how did you put that in the mls when you're doing that stuff basically you're stopping yes. production and growth yeah someone asked me the other day about photography and about an issue and i was like i don't know who our photographer is yeah and that was a good feeling 
yeah. because someone else does and it was yes. taken care of. So delegate, delegate, delegate as yes. much as you possibly can. Love it. Um, and then and then just have lots of structure. And I know that sounds super simple to say, but take a step back and say, what's most important to me? I have a Google Doc that just says, these are all the meetings, these are all the people that I need to meet with. Mm -hmm. And then I plug in, how often do I think I need to meet with them? And I plug them in the calendar and then I'm like, wait, can't make that happen. So then you, you pri prioritize, mm -hmm. you know, what's most important. Um, but just have that structure yeah. for the high producer and then I would also say this is, seems to be a big challenge is make sure that you're getting what you're worth for the high producer because you can't do more transactions sometimes, but you can stop, you can start loving on people by not giving your money away. Mm -hmm. I, I tend to see that a lot mm -hmm. um, where you see the, the high producer that just wants to write a check to fix everything and they want to give a gift card. Sometimes those people just want a phone call from you. Bingo. And so make sure you are helping raise the monetary value of yourself as well. That's what we're all doing this for. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, hey, tons of value here. Thank you so much for, Thanks for having me. Scooched in for the day. We figured we'd do a little Tom Ferry show and hang out. Awesome. So lots of nuggets here. Can't wait to see what comments and questions you have. Make sure you jump to the YouTube page and the Tom Ferry page and the LinkedIn page and the Emmy, Emmy, Emmy page. Um, and remember always, your strategy matters. And now more than ever in the fourth quarter, it's about who's going to work the hardest, who's going to be the smartest, who's going to apply the most, who's going to make 2019 their best year ever. Hey, it's Coach Tom Ferry. Have you been considering hiring a coach? If so, click the link below and check out what we do.